Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the mining podcast. And today's guest is Carl Floyd, who's the founder, chairman and CEO of Box Royalty, who are a high growth precious metals royalty and streaming company with a portfolio of over 50 royalty and streams spanning nine jurisdictions. um, And they are one of the fastest growing royalty um, companies in the sector. Um, Carl's an investment banker by background in the mining sector. Um, so it'd be good to hear his journey and the challenges he's faced in growing, um, obviously, this royalty company. So um, without no further ado, that's welcome, Carl, to the podcast. How are you doing, Carl? Thanks, Rob. I'm fantastic. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Here in the UK, you said you're in, uh, in um, Denver, was it? Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Um, so let's get straight into this. And I'm um, wondering if you can give the audience an overview of your background um, from obviously your early banking days to sort of current, current um, where you are currently. Sure. Yeah, the early days of my career was actually focused on financing growth companies for really uh, a generalist focused investment bank in terms of the investor audience that they served and the, and the companies that they served. And then spearheaded and built uh, what became one of the most successful mining franchises in the U.S., financing uh, small cap mining companies. The issue was that the risk adjusted returns in the small cap mining sector really didn't stack up for what investors expected to realize, both in, say, up cycles and down cycles in the commodity sector. And so it was really that experience that led me to founding and creating Fox, which was an outlet for generalist investors uh, to invest in the commodity sector when they believe that that exposure would be good for their portfolio. And I would would argue that many investors are not weighted enough to commodities. And and a lot of times that's because they don't really truly understand mining and that's okay. So we went about building Vox for for those investors. And my background specifically went back to Colorado School of Mines before launching uh, what is now Vox Royalty Corp. And so, we built a team around this belief that we could really deliver um, superior risk-adjusted returns in the commodity sector and do it through the royalty model. Uh, and so that is uh, that is how uh, Vox was founded and uh, and a little bit on my background. Yeah. Um, so just wondered if you can give us an overview of Fox and also um, obviously you founding the company and that and that journey. Sure. So Vox is a royalty company. What we really focus on are what we call third-party royalties. So these are royalties held by whether it's a prospector that found uh, the initial geological anomaly or the small mining company uh, or the family office or family that may have held a cattle ranch that then became perspective for for different type of mineralization. These third-party royalties are held by disparate parties all around the world. And so we created competitive advantages around finding evaluating and acquiring these third-party royalties. So we don't really finance mining companies. What we look for is these third-party royalties. And that allows us to scan the globe for quality royalties over quality projects uh, that is not limited by mining companies looking for capital. And that's allowed us to be the fastest growing company 
in the industry. And it's, and it's really that, uh, that uh, let's say the journey that I went on in, in creating the company was how to find the best commodity exposure for investors, having really been working on behalf of companies and investors. And, and that's led to what Vox now is, which is the fastest growing royalty company, and I would argue the fastest growing royalty company at the best value for our shareholders. Yeah. And obviously you built a company up over the last seven, eight years. What are you looking for in some of the companies that you're actually investing in? Um, is there any, do, do you have a certain criteria that you, uh, that you look for in a company? Yeah. So, you know, a key point of differentiation in our model is we won't actually be buying or investing in the companies. We will go to say the geologist that has this portfolio of royalties from uh, land that he staked that became perspective for mineralization and then sold that land and sold that opportunity off to a mining company. So we would go to say this prospector in, in this example, and this has indeed happened within the portfolio and say, look, there's all these royalties that we'd like to buy from you or certain royalties that we'd like to buy from you. But the key for us is we're looking for the most interesting assets with the most prospective opportunities. So very significant upside and priced at, at a value that is, is, is something that we feel really good about in terms of the ultimate value generation that's gonna create within our portfolio for our shareholders. So the key criteria, we have a team of mining engineers and geologists is first looking at the quality of the project. We don't fall in love with the deal. It's not about growth for the sake of growth. It's about growth with exposure to really quality assets. And so for a shareholder uh, or a prospective investor that isn't a mining engineer, isn't a geologist, hasn't been in the industry for decades, uh, they're able to really leverage that experience that we bring to the table in terms of finding the most interesting exposures on projects globally in the royalty context, which has delivered the best returns for commodity investors for a very long period of time now. Yeah. Um, and how do royalties perform versus mining companies? Um, and I suppose looking at them from an investment perspective, um, as well as their difference in nature. Royalty companies have outperformed essentially every commodity-based benchmark that you can compare them to for the last decade and a half and really approaching two decades now that royalty companies have been around. Uh, when you look back at the historical returns of the likes of Franco Nevada, Royal Gold, Wheat and Precious Metals, companies that have been around the longest, uh, tremendous returns have been generated for their investors, magnitudes north of what the mining companies have generated. Uh, also very significantly um, better than even the S&P 500 mining in, the mining indexes of the juniors and the major mining companies. Uh, and in a lot of cases, even outperform the NASDAQ. So if you're looking for distilled commodity exposure, royalty companies have been the best way to play uh, commodity exposure in, in, in this general sector. Yeah. Um what are the sort of um, royalty companies? Why are they superior to sort of mining companies? Obviously, you briefly touched on it, but what are the main factors why royalty companies are making, I suppose, vast more sums of money compared to mining companies? Yeah, I think that the key differentiation between a royalty company and a mining company is that royalty companies have a distilled type of exposure where it's you when you tip most royalties call say an NSR, net smelter returns royalty or a GVR, gross value returns royalty. These royalties are essentially a, an interest in the revenue generated by that distinct mining operation. So what that means is the royalty company would take, say in the case of a 1% NSR, net smelter returns royalty, 
the, the royalty company would take 1% of the revenue generated by that mining operation. So the royalty company is, is then in a position to uh, obtain the revenue without any of the cost exposures that sometimes affect mining companies. So whether that's margin contraction because inflation actually dry, drives up the cost of mining companies, or whether that's cost overruns just simply because they happen to mining, whether that's any new fleet of equipment or it's more costly to drill out the resource. Um, there's, a, there's a host of different factors that um, attack really the cost side for mining companies that the royalty company is not exposed to. We just take the revenue from that operation. So we're limited in terms of the downside impact. Uh, and then we're also not exposed to dilution. So if that mining company goes and raises capital, either for reasons of replenishing cash or to go out and expand uh, either production or the resource or the, or the reserve, we don't have to contribute to that cash call and we're not diluted. So if you own the equity in a mining company, when they go to fund whatever that need for cash is, you're diluted if you don't participate. And so it's this kind of asymmetric return and risk profile that works in the favor of the royalty company that benefits royalty company shareholders. Yeah. Um, and how is Fox uh, different from other royalty companies? And obviously you've mentioned a few of the, few of the, the larger ones in that sector. What, 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 why is Vox different to those? So, so Vox is different in a couple different capacities. One is our area of focus. So some of those larger companies that I mentioned, they now finance mining companies. And, and frankly, that's very good for the industry, but that's not our focus. When we looked back at distilled returns in the industry, the best returns were generated by doing exactly what we're doing, which is buying third-party royalties. And so the larger players to really move the needle, if you look at some a company like Franco Nevada is $30 billion. To move the needle, they've got to be able to deploy sometimes a billion dollars at a time where Vox can deploy a million dollars and really move the needle for our shareholders. And so there's a lot more of these third-party royalties in the size range that moves the needle for a company the size of Vox, which is about a $100 million market cap versus the size of Franco. So that really led Franco and Royal and Wheaton down a route where they're financing major mining operations. Uh, and that's worked out very, very well for them. We just believe there's better distilled value in focusing on these third-party royalties. The second key point of differentiation between us and everybody else is we really focused on building competitive advantages distilled for that type of business. And so what does that look like? We went and we're both building and creating intellectual property around finding these third-party royalties when we found a group that was frankly farther ahead than us in the process called Mineral Royalties Online. We purchased that company. They had built a database of 7,000 proprietary royalties. So that we now essentially on the principal side of the equation high grade that database, looking for the best mining royalties all around the world to bring into our portfolio for our investors. And that we did that complemented that effort was we really invested in, in establishing deal sourcing agents around the world. So it's one thing to know where a royalty is and the project is an entirely different problem to solve for in terms of actually getting in front of the royalty owner, that's the prospector in the bush uh, out in, in Western Australia, or a doctor in a remote city in West Africa, or a family that used to own uh, essentially land and cattle rights uh, and surface ownership in South America. We've been able to find the owners of these disparate royalties and then transact with these owners because of these deal sourcing agents that work for us. And then underpinning all of that is a very technical team, mining engineers and geologists, uh, everyone on our business development team is 
technical by trade. So they are looking at the quality of the asset first. Uh, and that allows our investors to really capture uh, what we believe is the best alpha to use a portfolio management term in the royalty sector. Yeah. Um, one thing, give us an overview of the portfolio of assets that you have. Obviously, probably pick some of the, the better ones, uh, better performing ones. Sure. We're excited about our entire portfolio of royalties, Rob. It's, it, it, we think it's one of the most exciting portfolios of royalties in, uh, in, the, in a public royalty vehicle to date. Uh, we believe it's it's poised for tremendous growth for our shareholders, and uh, and they will benefit from the current cycle that we are in, and the organic growth that uh, that is building within our portfolio. A couple of the highlights and, and just overview on it: we have 50 royalties and streams now. We have about 70% of our exposure is to precious metals, and about 30% is to other. We believe that's the right mix for investors, in that it is that inflation protection, but also that growth protection where the assets, say copper that's in our portfolio, iron ore that's at all time high prices, vanadium, you name it. When we really understand the hard rock commodity that it is, we bring that in as well. So it's not just precious metals focus. What we've seen is our non-precious metal assets are delivering significant growth for our shareholders right now. So that overall, uh, what I would call diversification, slight diversification, really lowers our risk premium and, uh, and the risk in our portfolio for investors, which is, is part of the uh, reason why royalty companies exist is to uh, lower the risk, um, but keep a very significant return profile for shareholders. So we've done that within the portfolio. A couple of the assets that is exciting to talk about, we have um, right now, one of our larger producing assets is over part of the Kuli Nabing operations, the Deception Pit and Altair Pit, the Mineral Resources, a 7 billion Aussie um, producer of a, of a host of commodities. This royalty in terms of revenue has been really growing a lot faster than expectations. So our last first quarter, uh, when we came out with uh, revenue results, that was a lot uh, more significant than we expected. And then we also have a royalty interest over the second logo project operated by Thor Explorations uh, that is guided to first production in June. So those are just a couple of the cash flowing royalties that we're really excited about or near to be cash flowing royalties. Mm -hmm. And then we have a host of royalties that are also in production and growing, and then a tremendous amount of development stage assets that, unfortunately, I don't think we have enough time to go through for all of your listeners and viewers, um, but really just tremendous amount of growth. We went public with one production stage asset. We now sit at five production stage assets. We expect to end this year uh, between seven and 10 production stage assets. Uh, that's just tremendous fundamental growth in the most tangible uh Kind of capacity for investors, which is production, which turns into revenue and cash flow for the royalty company, uh, and and is a is a huge benefit for our shareholders. Yes. Uh, um, and why should obviously uh, the audience listening to uh, to this podcast or watching uh, on the YouTube channel? Why should someone invest in uh, Fox? So for investors, instead of having to pick individual mining companies that are going to win. With Vox, we're picking individual assets that are going to win and deliver better performance. And that's based on the expertise of mining engineers and geologists. And when you look at a company like Vox, for example, when we hit seven production stage assets towards the end of this year, and potentially 10 as we get into early 2022, 10, per, 10 production stage or producing assets would make you a major mining company in most instances, where Vox is still a small cap company 
And all of that growth is going to continue to, to be this upswelling of, of positive pressure on the stock price and on the fundamentals of our business. But yet investors are getting that tremendous layer of diversification. So they get the upside of a junior or small cap mining company with the risk diversification of say a major company with many, many producing assets. And so it's it's really that kind of risk return matrix that I think works really in the favor of investors in terms of getting exposure through box to commodities. Yeah. Um, and as a conclusion, um, what's the outlook, I suppose short to medium term outlook for Vox? Short to medium term is, is really exciting. Uh, we continue to see compounding revenue growth as we have more and more assets uh, coming into production and production growing within our, our producing assets. We also have what I believe is the deepest pipeline of opportunities in the sector. So we are continuously high grading the opportunities that we're able to surface through our database and our deal sourcing agents uh, and using our technical team to really understand what are the best priced and best quality assets that we can bring in. So our investors are going to benefit from this upswelling of positive momentum that's already in the portfolio that we're not paying a dollar more for. And then also the additional royalties that we'll be bringing into the portfolio that continue to compound value uh, in a very in a very favorable fashion for our investors. Yeah, um, really appreciate your time, Carl, for uh, giving us an introduction to Vox. Um, it's certainly a royalty that I'm going to be uh, certainly uh, watching um, closely as you uh, uh, as your journey progresses. If our audience wants to reach out to you and they've got any um, questions um, that need answering or find some more information out, how can they go about doing that? Are you on any uh, social media platforms? Yeah, we're always we're always happy to engage. I think the best kind of first port of call would be to go to our website, and then there's irboxroyalty.com. I'm on there all the time. Our team is on there all the time. Uh, we're more than happy to engage and answer specific questions, and then we're on all the typical social media platforms as well. So whatever is most convenient for your audience, uh, we're happy to engage through those platforms and excited to answer any questions. Yeah, no worries. Well, I appreciate your time taking the time to do this uh, podcast. And giving us an, uh, giving our audience an overview of um, obviously a royalty, especially at Fox, um, and obviously aimed at the I suppose general general um, investors that are not necessarily mining people, and obviously the people that are listening to this are general generally people from the mining industry, but not necessarily investors in the mining industry. So it's probably a uh, definitely a stock that they should uh, consider and, and look closely at. So really appreciate your time. Um, and until next, and, and the audience as well, hope you enjoyed listening to this. Um, appreciate if you can uh, pass this uh, uh, podcast episode and obviously YouTube um, video on to people that you know in the industry, whether it's investors or people that are investing in the stock market, but not necessarily in the mining industry, because I think it's a, uh, definitely an asset and a, a stock that you should look closely at. So appreciate your time for listening. And until next time, Happy mind. Thank you for listening. Remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, happy mining, helping each other to improve the mining industry.